All right, everybody, thanks for joining. Normally, I have uh, Adam, our uh, Morale Supply Co. host, but Adam's busy, and it's a weekend, and I'm finishing up Christmas shopping. And an impromptu Twitter space, um, Dansby Swanson, Chicago Cub. I have a lot to say about it. I know I've been critical over the last, I don't know, whatever it's been, month and a half uh, regarding Cubs decisions and free agency. Haven't really discussed the Correa news uh, from earlier this week. Regardless of what it is, the Cubs have a shortstop. And uh, as always, I want to hear your thoughts and go from there. My initial thoughts off the bat, number one, the solid contract. I don't hate the contract. Seven years, I think it's reasonable. I didn't think you were going to get anything less than that. Maybe six, but seven's reasonable. $25 million per 177 overall, um, no trade clause. I tweeted out earlier, some people got triggered about it. Made me laugh that I saw that Jason Hayward's deal was less than, I'm sorry, this uh, Dansby deal was less than the Jason Hayward deal. It just had to be because Jason Hayward's contract lives on. Um, Regardless, um, Cubs got their shortstop, improved their middle infield, improve their offense, even though, as we talked about in the past, Dansby is a, you know, hot or cold, hit or miss, uh, streaky offensive player, had a fantastic season to his credit in 2022, and the Cubs need a guy. I mean, we we need to build this offense back up. And while we've always said uh, Dansby was the fourth option, Dansby was the – I mean, even reporters were reporting on the fact that Dansby was the Cubs' fourth option. Uh, regardless of whether you, whether you want to believe it or not, I think it was, he was the consensus, you know, number four guy. But it's a good value deal. I mean, we saw the market all year. It's half of what the Correa deal was. That doesn't mean I don't I, – I wouldn't want Carlos Correa. It doesn't mean I think the Correa deal is absolutely ridiculous. But this is obviously more value. And if Dansby, who's proven to, you know, show up every single day, proven to um, – you know, lace them up 162, 150 times a year. Like, hey, I'll take that for a guy who could potentially be a sixth uh, F4 player every single year. If you have something to say, I'll be bringing people in like we always do. Again, I'm missing Adam today. He's doing whatever he's doing uh, on a Saturday. But overall, like I said before, again, I know, I know I've been critical. I know I've put the heat on Jed. But we got better today than we were yesterday coming into today we are a team if you look at the lineup it's not it's not getting anywhere I mean if if Cody Bellinger was your number one guy number one um offensive addition coming into the season when he's been you know frankly he could be you know one bad year away from you know not being a major leaguer anymore if he was your one addition we knew that uh Cubs convention would be an absolute disaster after talking to a I won't say who, but after talking to people within the organization, I think they were prepared for that. Um, If nothing got done, it was just – I'm glad it was a matter of time that this finally formulated and came together because the Cubs really needed it. Uh, Request, if you want to, I'll bring some people in. I'm just getting on the Edens right now, driving back home uh, after Christmas shopping. I want to hear your takes. I want to hear your thoughts. Right off the bat, though, before I bring somebody in, Nico Horner automatically – becomes one of the best second baseman in baseball. Listen, with the shift going away with um, defensive strategy, I mean, there's obviously going to be defensive strategy, but 
with defensive strategy taking a hit, um, and you can't really manipulate your infield defense as much anymore. The Cubs just gained a huge advantage having two guys who can obviously pick it in the middle of the infield. Um, as they say, always should be strong up the middle. The Cubs have definitely improved their middle of their infield and obviously center field defense this year. I know that's uh, you know not always the, the best thing to write home about, but that's one positive here um, when you're thinking about the Cubs improving, which I believe, and I'm going to stay to it, I'm going to, I'm going to stick to it, Listen, the Cubs should try to win in 2023. We're not going to win a World Series in 2023. We all know that. That's not what the goal is. The, co- the goal is to be competitive again. The goal is to, you know, rejuvenate a fan base. The goal is to get people on the same page. The goal is to, you know, get people excited about Cubs baseball. So, again, potential free agents feel like, hey, the Cubs are doing something. The Cubs are back in it. The Cubs are trying to make a move. Because I was just thinking about it to myself. This is four years Four years since, actually it might be five, you Darvish signed February or February of 2020, no, I'm sorry, 2018. So it's been a while since we've had a guy who signed over a $100 million deal. Uh, so it's good, good to, you know, get back into the running of those things. Good to feel like we're spending money again. Good to actually, I don't know if this gets us into the top 10 in terms of, MLB payrolls, but again, as I've been talking about forever, I just need a chance. I need some type of investment. I need some type of um, attitude change moving forward instead of us just, you know, hoping and praying on one-year deals that we'll figure something out, and if it doesn't, we're going to flip things at the deadline. There's still more work for Jed to do. He's got to get an extension done with Nico Horder. He's got to approach Ian Happ about an extension. I mean, these, there's some things here that we need to actually build. It's not a one-player thing. We always do that with Dansby. But like I said before, we're taking the step forward, a step we really needed, regardless of whether it was Dansby or a few other guys. We needed some type of investment this offseason. Off What's going on, Pat? Hey, Dom, you got me? I'm good. Oh, good yeah. So, I mean, at the end of the day, it's a great day. You know, I, I've seen in the days leading up to this with the other three shortstops gone and everything, people saying, you know, this is going to be the, the Carlos Boozer of, of the offseason for the Cubs. It's not. If you look into the numbers. Yeah, I don't think it is. Yeah, if, if, if you look into the numbers, shortstops last year, both Nico and Swanson are in the top 10 for, for, for defensive uh, fielding percentage. I mean, it, it's such a big move, especially when you look into with shifts going away and everything like that. I mean, it's, it's, it's a huge move in more, in more ways than one. And at the end of the day, it's it's a good day. We got him on a great deal, and Cubs Cubs fans should be happy. Yeah, it's a solid deal. I have no problem with the deal. I, I know seven years is a long time, but uh, he's twenty eight. Listen, he's a he's a for what you want to call it, he's a glove first guy. And I know that worries people going back to Hayward, but um, he had the best season of all the shortstops that were available. Uh, listen, I know people are going to pull receipts on myself when I said. You know, I, I didn't want the Cubs to go the cheap route with Dansby. I wish he would have gotten the other three and hand up. I'll still admit that. But just for the fact of them, uh, you know, getting Dansby Swanson doesn't mean it's a negative. We know there has to be things to add to it. But like you said, Pat, it, it's a good day. We got better. Now there's just more moves that need to be made. But, I'm gonna, again, I said from the beginning, I'm going to go to the wire with Jed. It doesn't mean I'm going to put pressure. I'm not going to put pressure on Jed because there, there are a few things here. He still missed out on a catcher. He still missed out on a few other guys that could help this team. But I'll go down exactly. to the wire with them to see what happens. Exactly.
Thanks, Dom. Thanks, Pat. All right, let's go. What's going on, Adam? Hello, you got me? Yeah, what's up, Adam? What's up? So, uh, basically, what I just want to say, I think this is obviously a great deal, number one, but I think we all need to understand that this can't be the deal, whether that's next offseason we get the yeah. Um, but I think it's a building block, but I think also at the same time, we recognize that it's not the surefire star bat. That we need. Um, yeah, but yeah, for sure. We, and let, let's see where this offseason goes. I mean, Mancini or Justin Turner, maybe into 80, 82, 84, if we talk over baseball. Yeah, you're kind of breaking up uh, there, but I heard Mancini. For the record, I'm not a huge Mancini guy. I'd much rather prefer uh, Justin Turner, J.D. Martinez combination. Go with the old guys, see what happens, trying to bridge the gap, try to have some veteran hitters that can um, obviously mentor guys like Matt Mervis and a few other young guys that are hopefully coming up within the next year or two. Uh, so that, that's pretty much what I'm going for. We need a catcher, but I kind of feel like the catcher market is – totally dried up and unless a uh, trade is possible I feel like it's kind of Jan Gomes and PJ Higgins and I'm not saying I'm necessarily proud of that or think that's the best way of doing business but I kind of feel like that's what we're stuck with right now yeah I mean I Adam I can't really Cut you off. Thanks for uh, thanks for sharing. I'm gonna go with the next. Uh, next person. Hey, what's up, Dom? What's up? Hey, question. Uh, what do you think now happens? Do the Cubs try to trade Madrigal for a catcher, or at least catching help? Or now, what do we? I guess what's the next thing to do? Focus on going forward because I guess now at this point. There's no room for Madrigal on this team anymore, right? Yeah, I mean, it depends. Are, are you, do you want the guy who is going to make more contact and potentially can be a more consistent player in Madrigal? Or do you want the dynamic Christopher Morrell who can play all over the diamond, who can hit the ball 500 feet, but will also potentially strike out 40% of the time? Again, I'm not trying to give up on one guy and, and take the other over the, you know, the guy we're getting rid of. But um, I think it's a decision for Jed to make. I, I still want to see Nick kind of do his thing. I know that's not going to happen now, but I think he can be a solid utility player. I know he's not the defender that people want, and I know you know Christopher Morrell can really uh, potentially turn into something. So we'll see. I mean, he, he might be used as a trade piece. It's kind of tough to now find yourself in a situation that the main guy from the Kimbrel deal is now – somewhat obsolete in you know 16 months that's kind of tough to swallow but overall um yeah we'll see i mean i don't know listen jan gomes isn't gonna hit pj higgins probably won't get it done either i i I, i'm banking on the fact that jed knows that a improved defensive catcher a defensive minded catcher is going to give a net positive compared to a potential net negative when you when you take take the offensive things into perspective 
uh, you know, that's why Wolf Contreras isn't here. That's a that's another story for another day. We've talked about that in the past, but we'll see with Magical. I, I don't know. I, I I could I could argue both ways. Whether you're sticking with Morale, I'm not saying you're getting rid, rid of them, but uh, or if you're going to turn to uh, Nico. But listen, there's going to be some roster decisions. They've already you know found a crunch on the forty man at times. We've we've talked about that before, but. We'll see. Jed, Jed my, my only expectation for Jed is to put a competitive team on the field. I'm not looking for a World Series team. I'm not even really looking for a team that can go out and, you know, dominate the NL Central. I'm just I'm just looking for a team that can compete in this sorry Mickey Mouse division with a bunch of small market teams. That's all I'm looking for in 2023. All right. Yeah, thanks. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Appreciate it. All right, Mike, if you're not available, we will go to Hey, I'm, I'm here. I'm here. Oh, all right. What's up, Mike? Sorry, I, I didn't see that I had to turn my mic on. My bad. Um, no worries. Hey, going off of what Fly the W just said uh, about Madrigal, I think right now would probably be the worst possible time to trade him if that's what the plan is. Um, I think going into next year with no shift, you know, he hit a lot of balls – ground balls like right up the middle last year that, yeah you know I went agree. for outs and shifts you know yep. if if he could build up some value then you maybe like do the reverse of what you did with him and Kimbrel. if if the cubs yeah. are competitive next year you flip him for bullpen help and you know to a team that uh how old is he now at this point 24 26 26 yeah. okay so a team that like maybe is like right on the doorstep of being competitive you you know package him as like a second baseman of the future for him, and then maybe flip him for a reliever like you did, you know, like the White Sox did with Kimbrel. Yeah, absolutely. We need to see all this play out. I think the uh, you know the people in the front office would say the exact same thing. With no shift, we got to see whose value is going to go up. We got to see how it affects teams defensively. We got to see how it affects obviously pitching staffs. Uh, yeah, I, so I, I totally hear you on that, and that's why I'm not like totally. You know, along the same uh, train of thought, I'm totally not just cooking uh, uh, Nick Madrigal. I don't think. Thanks, Mike. Gotcha. All right, Nick. Hey, Dom. What's up, Nick? Hey, how you doing, man? I'm good. Hey, I think uh, I think a sneaky cool part of this. Um, I know that the shift rule change is certainly a big deal, but I'm not sure that the larger rule changes, as far as impact to the game this year isn't the combo of the throwover rule, um, pitch clock, and the larger aces. I think there's a chance that the whole ecosystem of steals changes big time. And Swanson, 18 steals uh, last year. Yeah. Um, pretty stoked about that. I want to know what you thought about yeah, that. Yeah, no, for sure. It's changing the game. It, I mean, again, and even for lefty hitters, let's think about Cody Bellinger. If he can be a guy who can, like, power ball – I don't want to say power balls into the ground, but, like – can hit hard ground balls or line drives to the right side. Like, yeah, you have something there. That's potentially why he got as much money as he did on a one-year deal. Um, so, yeah, it, it's that, that that's one reason why, like I said before, like I don't know if some of the the guys that we might have undervalued in the past because they don't have the, you know, one way to runs created plus or they don't have the OPS plus to justify a roster spot. Uh, don't find themselves with a lot more value this year because of the rules changes. Well, I, I think we'll find it out really quickly too. 
Um, especially at Wrigley in April when it's hard to hit the ball out and we might find ourselves in a situation where Nick Madrigal, if he's playing a lot, um, which I'm not saying he's going to, or Nico Warner, find themselves to be one of the best offensive players on the team like right off the bat because they'll be able to find holes, they'll be able to get balls through the infield, and obviously they're not going to strike out a lot. The one thing that always worried about me with Dansby, even though he is the – middle of the infield type of player. A um, lot of K's, man. A lot of K's. A lot of K's. Lot of K's. Yes, a lot of K's. I think 27% last year yep. uh, with the Braves. A lot of K's. And for people that, listen, people ran Javi out of town for striking out. And, and, yep. and, you know, listen, when you have a new guy on a new team, expect some struggles, especially at Wrigley in April. Um, don't be surprised if you see our guy, Dan, our new guy, Dansby, strike out a lot. So yep. I just want to prepare everybody for that. Dansby isn't the polished hitter that you might expect, even though he's a middle infielder. We're kind of banking on Dansby to be an athletic guy who can put the ball uh, in the gaps and hopefully with the new you know, field change, especially in the summer at Wrigley, find himself hitting a few more homers than he did uh, in Atlanta. So, again, I just want to prepare people – for that but i know there's a lot of smart baseball fans here that that have already looked at that information yep a uh, uh cubs and four dom let's go how are you michael what's going on what are your thoughts you yeah I'm, I'm pretty stoked i think a lot of the points you just made are really awesome um i think one of the things that i wanted to touch on that nick mentioned was the steals, you know, I, I was pretty impressed last year with just the idea that, you know, Rossi had the guys running. And, you know, I think the idea that we have a team that's hyper athletic, Cody Bellinger, also a sneaky stolen base candidate, really good high percentage guy. Um, so, yeah, I think that just the entire landscape of baseball is obviously changing. And this is a move that kind of says that, you know, we're pointing in the right direction um, for the way that, that the game is going. And I think there's a lot of guys on our team that we still have to like figure out what their real roles are. I think one of the more interesting pieces is Chris Morrell, just knowing that he's got versatility, he's really athletic, and um, yeah, I'm really excited. I mean, I think everyone was on pins and needles for a long time, just you know waiting to get a deal done. But you know, to those people, I'll say like, I don't think the front office is incompetent at all. I think that they just wanted to see what the the landscape of this off season was going to be, and. You know, we all knew they weren't going to jump in the 13-year, 12-year, 11-year waters. So it's just a great – it's it's a great day because it points in the right direction. And, you know, I think a lot of the, the points that you guys are making are solid. So never leaving, obviously. Yeah, it's absolutely. It's going to be a good year, man. I, I think we need to, like, obviously reset some expectations knowing that, you know, we spent some money. I think there's more deals to be made. But in a division that's, I would say, pretty weak, you know, I, I, I see no reason why it we is. should be competing for – 85 90 wins and a division title um i think that's probably going to be the baseline of my expectations for the year yeah i mean it it is a weak division the brewers the the pirates the reds are i mean listen they're not they're they're never going to spend at the top of the market christian yelich is a fraud he's uh cooked he's uh cursed however you want to say it he's going to be a fifth outfielder on the japanese team uh the world baseball classic (laughs) We know all of that. It, it comes down to the Cardinals, and obviously they've made really good trades. Um, yeah, for me, listen, I'm 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 going to temper expectations at least uh, for this year. But with what you were saying on, you know, or a few other people have been saying, 
hey, this is one move. It's a good move. Hopefully in the future we'll add to that. Next offseason we'll add to that. I, I, that's all I want to see. I, I said it last year with the uh, Seiya and Stroman signings. I just want to see them build upon the things they've already put together. And and that starts with, you know, a Nico Horner extension. That's hard. That starts with approaching Ian Happ and trying to get something done. I just want to put something together here and really start to value the market that we are and the franchise that the Chicago Cubs are, because that will only help us in the future when we're trying to attract free agents and, and really try to build something here like we had that, whatever six five six years ago that's that's the that's the main point too um and shouldn't be lost in this you know all the free agents that are on the that are going to be in the market for their deals you know we with the last few off seasons the narrative has been the cubs aren't going to spend money that's not a place where they're going to value you long term yeah. we yep. have to change that narrative and i think this yep. is like one of those building blocks to get that done so when guys are looking out and you know, we got guys on our, our um, roster that are very personable, you know, yeah. got friends all over the league. So you, we can say all we want as friends, but until they put the pen to paper and get these deals done, no one's going to really believe it. So like you said, I think, you know, the expectations are, are correct. It's just like pointing that arrow in the right direction and getting some good faith, you know, putting good faith out for other potential free agents down the line. Yeah, because, I mean, when I talk to players, like, I think it's a real thing that they worry about. And I don't want that to become a narrative that follows the Chicago Cubs. I mean, this is the first hundred million dollar deal since you Darvish think about how, how different the Cubs fan base. uh, I'm sorry. The Cubs organization is since whatever, four or five years ago. Um, It's just a totally different time. And to, and to go that long without a hundred million dollar deal, not saying a hundred million dollar deal is the most important thing to a franchise, but it does set the tone with investment. It sets the tone with expectations, and hopefully, we can t- we can uh, continue to build on that. Thanks, Mike. I appreciate it. Hope yes, sir. You well. got it. All right, it was the uh, breadsticks, dude. <laughs> say it again. I said it was the breadsticks. Yeah, I was. I absolutely housed them uh, uh, Thursday. Absolutely housed them. I had to. As long as you bring leftovers, it's it all it all continues to work. Come on, man. Always leftovers. People <laughs> hate me when I leave there. Absolutely hate me when I leave there. Um, all right. I'm going to go one more. I got to get back. Uh, let's see. Who do I want to call on? Um, Big Hoss. Big Hoss. What do you think, my man? Are you pissed? You happy? What's the deal? Big Hoss. How's it going, Dom? What's up? What do you think? Man, for once, I'm not fucking pissed. All right. For once, I'm not fucking pissed, but let's fucking build on it now. Yeah, you got to build on it. Let's build on it now. I like it. You know, that's that's two off seasons in a row. You know, last year was building blocks with Seiya and Strowman you were talking about. Now we got Belly and Swanson. You know, I like that. Little bridge gap. You're all set. Little uh, bridge gap, you know, to get to uh, to the to the youngsters down in the system. I'm yep. I'm pumped now. I, how about this? How about we go trade for fucking uh, Shane Bieber? I'm all Is- in for trades. I'm all in for it. Listen, we got to get started somewhere. I'm not saying Dansby isn't that guy, but I think everyone would kind of uh, kind of admit with the state of the farm system. Not saying it's bad. I don't know if we have some full-fledged superstars down on the farm, considering where we were, you know, seven years ago with our farm system. So, yeah, I'm all for it. 
listen, listen, man, you gotta, you gotta get stars to win. You, you, you just have to. And the Cubs have been uh, kind of a little nervous at times in, in terms of making these big deals. They don't want to do another uh, Quintana like they did whatever it was six years ago. They want to try to be a little smarter than that. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm all for it. Try, I mean, listen. We've talked about it before. We're the goddamn Chicago Cubs. You're a big market. You're one of the, you know, most valuable franchises in the league. This is the time where you start to pick off and you start to bully around small market teams. Hey, we- and whether it is the Guardians who went out and had a good season or it's another team, like pick these guys off. Start to push your weight around. Start to bully some of these teams respectfully, of course. But let's start to make some things happen. Again, I'm not looking for a World Series in 2023. I'm just trying to find ourselves in a situation where we can compete and we can and we can play in games and meaningful in September games. That's it. In a, in a September game in so long. And I just I just seen something on uh, after the Dansby Swanson signing that we're still uh, thirty million under the luxury tax. Yeah. So, come on, what's what's stopping you, Jed? Fire him off. I I'm, hey, I'm all for it, big hog. Hey, I'm all for here's it. Here's my question: Is are we gonna end up with Gary Sanchez as our catcher right now? I haven't looked at the numbers. I you know what? Uh, someone someone tell me or, or tweet him at me. I haven't looked at fan graphs on Gary Sanchez. I've looked at a bunch of other I just, guys. I, who, no, who, who no else is way? Yeah, I hear you, Michael. I know, I know that I know the the uh, defensive ability isn't there. But who else is out there? That would just signal the that the yeah, that would just signal that the plan uh, of letting Wilson walk was bullshit. If, I know, if you get I a guy you. like Gary, if you get a guy like Gary Sanchez, you're saying you're not making your pitchers better. I think there's other guys so, out there. So who's out there? Who's out there that you would want to get them? Because I'm. I'm you got to I think you got to I think you got to kick the tires on uh the two catchers out in Toronto. Yeah, it, it, it has to be a trade. Or, it has or to be Alejandro trade. Kirk. Right, exactly. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I don't I don't I don't know. I like there's part of me that feels like Jan Gomes could be the starting catcher going into 2023 and while I'm not going to be incredibly happy about I would, it, um, is... we did get a shortstop. Like I I would say this. Like if we go let, let's say for the next month we go and we get J.D. Martinez, we get Justin Turner, we get one more arm. I already know and trust – for all the people that think I hate Jed and think, you know, uh, I, I despise his front office totally, I'm giving Jed credit. He can figure out the bullpen. He'll figure that out. I'm not even worried about it. He'll figure it out. Him and Hadavi will figure it out. If they go J.D. Martinez, Justin Turner, one more arm that can either be a swingman or a starter, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. I'm not going to say that's like an all-time – successful offseason but i think with those three additions coupling that with obviously bellinger tyon boxberger i'm i'm gonna say that's close to a successful offseason hey why not a guy like nathan avaldi hey i you know what i'm here for avaldi i'm here for avaldi yeah i, I haven't heard nothing about avaldi i know in market. no one's talked i hey big hoss that's actually a really good point no one's talked about it i was thinking about it the other day he had a really good 2021 the guy can still strike people out if I if I remember the numbers and correctly. And he's not throwing 89 miles per hour. He's throwing I know. You're right, Big Hoss. You're right. We've kicked the tires on too many 89-mile-an-hour pitchers. No offense. No more Alec Mills. I'm done with Alec well, Mills. Well, hey, Alec Mills threw the, the no-hitter, and we never heard from him again. Not a lot of people talk about that. And, and Milwaukee's selling the dirt, though, from that game. Uh, you're right. You are right, Big Hoss. That's, Big Hoss, that's why we should be pushing teams around. In this division, when you have the Milwaukee Brewers, 
Coates, who's, again, is going to be a sixth outfielder on the Japanese team in the World Baseball Classic, selling the dirt from a Chicago Cub who pitched like 10 times as a Cub, pitching, uh, selling the dirt from the uh, no-hitter at Wrigley North. That's why we should be bowling these teams around. I'm pumped. Keep them covered, Judd. I appreciate it. One more call. Um, let's see. Who do we got? Uh, God bless. God bless, Big Hawk. Uh, Kyle. What's going on, Kyle? Kyle. Hey, Dom. How you doing? What's up? Hey, I just want to say, I know I love everything that Cubs have been doing lately uh, in terms of position players, but I'm just worried about our pitching, right? Like, Hey, Tom, you might be covering the mic. We can't hear you. Oh, uh, yeah, I am covering the mic. That's my fault. Thank you, Big Hoss. Always there for me. Um, I think, listen, you're, you're banking on Justin Steele uh, to continue to bow his neck and be an absolute bulldog. You're, you're hoping Hayden Wisniewski can be a, you know, mini Max Scherzer, uh, you know, for his first full season with the goddamn Chicago Cubs. And you're hoping that Marcus Stroman absolutely shoves with a, you know, major chip on his shoulder, proving that he is, you know, one of the better pitchers in Major League Baseball. That, that's what you're going for. I think it can happen. I think it's reasonable. And I think we uh, go from there. I mean, other than that, I think Tyon's a solid addition. And like I said before, I'm, I'm trusting Jed enough to fix, regroup, rebuild the bullpen. It seems like he does it every year. I know it fell off the map after we traded Efros last year and a few other pitchers. But I trust Jed to handle that. And that's actually a good place to be when you, when you, when you feel confident with your front office to um, find a way to build a bullpen Without spending, you know, through the roof, I, I think that's one positive that we have with Jed Hoyer and Tommy Hadaby. I agree. I I love our boys. I think we have a good starting place right now. But in terms of like, you know, the Cubs have not had a superstar in three years. Yeah, I you know, agree. We haven't had a superstar since Bad News. We haven't had a superstar since Bad News. He's been the he was the he was the last like truly like. Really, really good player that uh, COVID year when he absolutely shoved uh, and was one of the most fun pitchers to watch the entire year. Yeah, absolutely right. You're totally right. So we yes. need an ace, and, and maybe that comes next year. I know the free agent market looks better next year. Maybe that John Lester signing comes in the 2023-2024 uh, offseason. Uh, I'm hoping for it, but like we said before, we find ourselves in a better situation right now than we did yesterday, and I'm here for that. Yeah, I agree. Well, that, thanks, Kyle. That, yeah, of course, man. All right, I'm going to go one more, one more. Um, Ryan. Ryan, how we doing? Ryan. How we doing, Dom? What's up, Ryan? Uh, well, basically what I got to know, how does the signing change the Christmas tree in your house? <laughs> Ryan, uh, Ryan, you know, the, I, 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 I've made some videos about it. The Christmas tree isn't the number one priority 
the Christmas tree is what it is. It's still a uh, Tony Campana Christmas tree. We we fluffed it together. We we tried to make it work. My wife is is not incredibly happy about it, but we're gonna stick with it this year. It's something I had to do. The bigger thing is the sewer line. And for people that don't know, listen, you all know I don't toot my own horn. You know I'm not one to retweet compliments. You know I'm one to not have an ego. But you're listening to a guy right now that pumped and bailed by hand 350 gallons of sewage water out of his basement on Wednesday night. And listen, for for the people that have been in that situation before, tell me if you've ever been in a spot where you're goddamn baseball team doesn't offer Carlos Correa a contract and immediately after you're pumping 350 gallons, I swear to God it was 350 gallons of sewage water, feces, urine, the whole deal out of his basement like I did till 3 a.m. in the morning. God bless the plumber that came at 2 a.m. and rotted it. We have a still, we still have a mainline issue. I'm waiting on the plumber to get us the, uh, the uh, the quote we got we got a we got a back pitch sewer line. If any of you know what that means, it's not good. We we got to get it fixed. It's got to happen immediately because obviously it's getting colder and colder here in Chicago. Uh, but you know what, Ryan, I appreciate you asking. But that that's honestly the main thing. How does this affect up my, my sewer line and uh, the ability to pump waste out of my house? That that's the that's the number one deal right now. And you know what, for just morale's sake. I feel better about it because I'm telling you Wednesday night was one of the worst nights of my life. If you've ever pumped 350 gallons of feces out of your basement and it didn't get on the rug, by the way, I did. I made sure it didn't get on the rug. If you've ever been in that situation, you know, it's absolutely brutal considering also that we didn't offer Carlos Correa a contract. This obviously makes things a lot better. I want to build momentum from here and give ourselves a goddamn baseball team and and another Hopefully, it's been a while, a fun summer at the Federal Landmark. That's what I'm looking forward to. And this off, this uh, signing gets us to that. Sorry for hey, going quick, on the tangent, Quick Ryan, question, I had, Dom. I had to bring it up. Hey, I appreciate you, Dom. Thanks, hey, Ryan. Quick, quick, quick question. Where do you think the Sports Nick Madrigal at? We were talking about Madrigal earlier. I'm early here. I'm not giving up on Madrigal. I think Madrigal is worth keeping on the roster because with the shifts being gone, we might find ourselves in a situation where contact guys can squirt, you know, uh, ground balls through these holes now and they get on base and we kind of change the offense from there. And obviously Magical isn't going to strike out where Swanson is, is going to be a guy that's going to K a, a lot more. Um, so I'm not giving up on him. I think he's a utility guy. It's just a matter of who you're going to play more. You're going to play Christopher Morale, who can do the same thing, uh, you know, strike out a bunch but hit the ball 600 feet. Or are you going to go with the potentially more consistent Madrigal who might really benefit from the, the, the shifting? We'll see. He's not as good of a defender, but I think it's worth a shot. And, and you, we all know you need a deep team if you want to be competitive. Competitive in, in, in our Mickey Mouse division or competitive uh, you know, in the World Series. You need a deep team. You, you need a lot of guys. All right, that's, I'm wrapping up from here. Um, I appreciate everyone for being on. Listen. Like I said before, we're in a better situation. We have a shortstop. We had a shortstop before, but now we have one of the best uh, def- middle middle infield de- defensive combos in the league. Um, we're making progress. I hope Jed feels the momentum. I hope, uh, you know, by the time Cubs convention swings around, you know, people are celebrating and cheering and we're not booing Tom Ricketts. I never wanted that, but sometimes they needed to hear it. 
Because if, you, if they went, you know, and they didn't sign a shortstop and they just finished with a Cody Bellinger, Jamison Tyon offseason, that, that obviously wasn't going to cut it. But we're going to go down to the wire with Jed. We're going to see everything he does. We're, we're going to hope that he continues to improve this roster um, and, and we get ourselves in a situation to compete in this sorry, small market division. I appreciate everyone uh, being here. I'm sorry I couldn't get to everybody. Uh, we'll do this again soon. God bless you and your family. Cubs in four. And uh, it's a good day to be a Cubs fan again. Have a great rest of the day. Have a great holiday. And I'll see you all later. Big day tomorrow. Church of Justin Fields is back. See you all later. God bless. God bless. God bless. Bear down. Bear down. Go it.